Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Good morning. So we are in this uh, 90-day journey through the New Testament, and each week, or maybe every other, it depends on uh, who we get to, we talk into doing a video, um, they share their soap, scripture, observation, application, and prayer of their reading from that week, and that was Amy Smith. She is my daughter's preschool teacher, so I'm partial to her. Um, okay, I have a question to ask, and I'm wondering if, is he a speller? Is he a speller yet? Not really? Okay, good. Well, then I'll, I'll spell the word I'm about to ask, because I was wondering if we had any kids in here that could. But here's, I'm going to ask you a question, okay? So um, would you be willing to raise your hand if you know someone who is a J-E-R-K, a jack wagon, maybe you might want to say? I mean, like, uh, and don't point, please. I'm just raising the, the fingers go upwards, not to the side. Um, Joe Ed's not at this service, so most of us are safe. But, um, and I would say that to his face, by the way, uh, one of our wonderful members. And I know I should not be saying, I shouldn't be asking you this question in church. I, I know that that's probably not what you expected when you came in here today, um, but there's a reason for it. Um, there are some people who not just get under your skin and kind of make you go, golly, they're, they're a J-E-R-K, and you might even be able to spell some different words that I can't spell up here with a microphone at church in the morning. But um, there, there might be people that do that to you individually, but there, there are some people that are like, a, like another level jack wagon, and, and they get whole groups of people to hate them like whole groups of, of organizations or people or even like, you know, races or countries. Or, I mean, there's people that just rise to a whole nother level in regard to this, just being despised, hated, ridiculed. And, um, you know, if, if, you may have heard of a guy named, um, I know you've heard of him probably, Gus, named Martin Shkreli. If you watch the news at all, there's this guy, and um, he, he's 32 years old. He's the CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals, and he acquired this company. He acquired the rights to this drug um, called uh, Daraprim, I believe it is, if I have my, if I, yeah, there it is, and um, he's probably the most hated man in the country right now. I mean, is, there he is, and don't let the picture be the reason why. I mean, but, but here, he's like, here's what has been said of this guy, that he is morally, he's a morally bankrupt sociopath. Yikes. Um, that he's a scumbag, Ooh. that he's a garbage monster. And these are just the ones that I could repeat to you this morning and been said of this guy. Um, uh, and, and so how did he become the target of this, this ridicule? Well, he, he, like I said, he acquired the rights to this drug called Daraprim, which is actually, it's, it's, he was taking, a, a lot of people can take it for in, intestinal par parasite issues. But actually what they found is people with really, really low immune systems have come to, like, this is the drug they're taking. It, it, it's, it's saving their lives from catching everything that's going around. And originally, this drug was costing about $13, $13.50 per pill. He acquires the rights to it, and suddenly it's $750 a pill, almost a 5,000% increase. And now he is hated 
because of it. He is actually just, he's just, people are just saying all sorts of horrible things about him, patients' rights groups, and just social media is going nuts on this guy. He is despised by a lot of people. If you got here um, around 9.30 this morning, we do what we do every week, our band does every week, what we call the pre-service jam or the PSJ, just because we like to shorten things. And, and they cover different songs every week, and sometimes they are just because they're awesome, and sometimes they fit into what, what we're talking about that day. And, and I asked Justin earlier in the week, I said, can we do the song? Were you here for the song this morning? Some of you missed it. They, they might do a reprisal at the end of the service, maybe. What, who, what was the song? Who was here? Pardon? Taxman. It's always good to have some Beatles in the morning, right, Steve? That's what we said. Here are their lyrics to what uh, they just sang. Uh, let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 for me. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Should 5% appear too small, be thankful I don't take it all. Because I'm the tax man. If you drive a car, I'll tax the street. If you try to sit, I'll tax your seat. If you get too cold, I'll tax the heat. If you take a walk, I'll tax your feet. Because he's the tax man. Funny song. Great lyrics. But oh, the reality of that. That tax man is pretty despised. If you grew up in, uh, if, if you were a child or an adult in, in the 80s when, when HBO was first kind of coming on the scene, um, they replayed a lot of the same shows over and over and over again. And there was one movie that was on there all the time that I loved, and it, it's Popeye the Movie with Robin Williams. And if you haven't seen it and you like Robin Williams, I, I encourage you to watch this movie. But it's this great uh, just example, I mean, it's kind of a musical, it's kind of a, it's just really cool thing, and, and there's a character in this movie, and I want you to see him talking about being despised. Let's watch this together. Curiosity tax. <laughs> Do you like that? Here's a gilder. Here's a peso. Here's a red cent. I loved it. Um, so, so here's the thing. What does this this guy Martin Shkreli and, and this this character from George Harrison's song from the Beatles, Tax Man, and this guy have to do with today's sermon? Well, in our New Testament reading this week, there there was a guy who was he was a social pariah. He was he was hated. He was despised. 
And I think in many ways we forget, if you've grown up hearing this story, you forget really how much this person was, was hated by so many people. It wasn't just that he was disliked. And they're like, well, I can deal with him sometimes. I mean, he was hated. Because we laugh at the movie clip. I love that movie clip. And, and I appreciate those lyrics. And, but this guy, he was, he was getting rich off of other people's taxes that they couldn't afford to pay to begin with. And, and what I have learned in, in my 40-something years of, of walking this earth is that you don't win friends by messing with their money or their french fries. So this is what I've learned. And, and in this case, we're, we're talking about money. So people hated his guts. So here's the reading out of Luke 19. And uh, I want to read the first uh, seven verses with you to, to set up what's going on here. And again, I've said this before. If, you, like, if you've grown up hearing this story, you're kind of going, I know, we're, I know what we're talking about. Would you ask God to give you new ears to hear something today that maybe you've missed the hundred plus times you've read it before. I love how the Holy Spirit of God works in that way with scripture. So here we go. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. No, that's not in the scripture part. He, <laughs> he was the chief tax collector in the region. The chief. So he was, you don't make chief by not doing your job well. And he had become very rich. Verse 3, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to be passing by that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus. And he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Jesus could be saying, Martin Shkreli, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Taxman, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Verse 6, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. I don't want to stop there, and we'll pick up the rest of this in a minute. But there's three uh, important things, I think, that are happening just in these first seven verses that jumped out at me that I want to share with you. These are my observation out of the scripture today. And the first one is this, is that Zacchaeus is trying to get a look at Jesus. He's trying to get a look at him. Not sure why. It doesn't tell us why he is so, uh, it's just so important for him to, to see Jesus, to lay eyes on him. We don't know why. Maybe, you know, I was thinking, you know, in my silly brain, is maybe there's a, like the Popeye clip, maybe there's a beard tax, you know, he wants to impose on him. You know, maybe there's the sandal tax, you know, like, oh, you know, but, but maybe he wants to, to I, I was thinking about this, maybe he wanted to see this man that all these other people have been talking about. That's most likely it. Jesus was well known at this point. He had done a lot of miracles. He had said some things that were, that were making people just sit up and wonder. And, and so much so that when the crowd came to see Jesus, he couldn't see them. He had to climb up in a tree. 
you know, I thought about this. Maybe Zacchaeus wanted to get a look at someone who he had heard a lot of talk, and some of that talk was not positive. Maybe they had said things about Jesus like they had said about Zacchaeus. Maybe he was looking for a kindred spirit, someone else who was despised. There's a lot of reasons why Zacchaeus could have wanted to see him. Here's another thing I've observed out of this scripture is that Jesus doesn't care one, one iota, one at all. There's no little part of him that cares about the reputation of this little man. There's nothing that says to Jesus, you know what? His reputation is too much. He's too despised. He's too hated. He's done things that are so disgusting that I will have nothing to do with him. He doesn't say that. There's nothing in there. Um, You know, I think about this. uh, Of all the people that came out to see Jesus, because obviously there were a lot. Zacchaeus had to get in a tree to see him. There was that many people. Of all the people that came out, who came out? Moms with babies. You know, the mayor or whatever the position was, you know. Uh, Little children, you know, maybe they had little signs. Maybe, you know, like of all the people that came out, maybe, you know, wonderful little old ladies. Of all the people that came out to see him, well-known people, uh, maybe people who needed him, needed a touch from him, like he had touched so many others and healed them. Of all the people that came to Jesus in this time, in this, this historical record that we have, Jesus picked Zacchaeus. He chose him. He, he's, here's, here's what I wrote down. Jesus sought out the weirdo in the tree. And here's a third observation I found in this, uh, these seven verses, and it's this. All the people were displeased and grumbled. All the other people that were there that knew Zacchaeus, that knew the weirdo in the tree, that knew this guy who was the pariah that was despised and hated, all the people that knew who Zacchaeus was, they, gr- they, were gr- they grumbled and they were displeased that Jesus paid him attention, that called out his name, that said, come down, I want to go to your house. They hated that Jesus showed favor to someone that they hated. And that's a, that's a whole lot of hating going on. Which is why I asked you at the beginning of this message, do you know somebody that, that's kind of a, you know, a jack wagon? Do you know someone that's kind of despised, that's hated? I think just about all the hands went up. Someone, someone that has time and again shown through their actions or maybe their inaction, because sometimes that's just as bad, that, that, um, that they were just not a good person, that they just continued to, to hurt other people. You know, bad decisions, calculated decisions, greed, jealousy. You know, the, the options are really endless in regard to what qualifies someone to be the kind of person that you would say, yeah, that's, I don't, I know that person. They're bad. And, we, and we, we all know someone like this. Maybe we have been burned from someone like this. Now, we have a personal connection with this. And, you know, you think about this, you walk on this, wor- uh, this earth long enough, and, and we all meet a lot of different kind of characters. And... Unfortunately, I think the list grows of people we go, yeah, I know, I know some. 
You know, I might need to put two hands up, you know, take my shoes off. You know, I, I know some of these people. And, and I know this sounds harsh, and, and there are some people who just seem so utterly and completely bad, removed from anything good, that they're they are just too far gone for redemption to even be possible. I mean, I, I know I've felt that way about people. And as I'm still in this observation moment of, script, of the scripture, I thought about this. In another room, another church, uh, another town, in, in another state, in, in maybe another time period, could there be someone who, if asked, if they know someone that is just a complete J-E-R-K, like scum of the earth kind of person, someone who's just kind of the worst human that you can meet, in, in, in a, is there a chance that in that other room, in that other town, in that other state, in that other time period, that they would think of you and raise their hand? Anyone else willing to admit that besides me this morning? Confession is good for the soul. <sighs> is there a chance that someone would think of us? Oh, that's Zacchaeus. That's Zacchaeus. What does Jesus want to do with Zacchaeus? Why? Because in the middle of, of people grumbling and complaining, in the middle of feeling the glaring eyes and sensing the hatred of other people, this is how Jesus responds to the worst of us. This is how Jesus responds to the, the biggest jack wagons of us all, the, the, the weirdos in the trees. This is how Jesus responds, beginning in chapter eight, or, uh, verse 8 of Luke 19. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord... Jesus had just said, I want to go to your house. I want to eat with you. Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. And here's the verse. Here it is. This is the, the crux of it all. Verse 10 of Luke 19. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Not just the best of us. Not just the kindest of us. The lost Jesus looked for Zacchaeus. He was looking for him. It, it says that, that Jesus came to seek. That is action and that is purposeful and that is what Jesus came to do, to seek and to save the lost. Jesus didn't just come to seek anybody. Jesus looked at Zacchaeus. Scripture tells us. With all the crowds around and everyone wanting a little bit of Jesus, Jesus sought out Zacchaeus. 
He looked at him, looked him in the eye, said, come down, I want to go to your house. He didn't look with him with hatred. He didn't look with him with, with scorn. It, he, it, there was loving promise and opportunity in that gaze from Jesus upon Zacchaeus. And not only did Jesus look for Zach, Zacchaeus, and not only did, did he look directly at Zacchaeus, but Jesus did what we all need, and that is he saved Zacchaeus. You see the repentant heart. We don't know what all happened in that one little word, meanwhile, but something happened to the point that Zacchaeus turned his life over to the Lord. There was repentance in his life. And he didn't save Zacchaeus because, because who Zacchaeus was. He did it because of who Jesus is. Jesus did it because of who he was, not because of who Zacchaeus was or what he had done or what Zacchaeus promised he was even going to do. Because we make promises, right? Like, I'll give back four times as much, yeah. We don't know the story. I thought about that later. I thought, did Zacchaeus really do what he said he was going to do? Does it matter? Because the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus came for the tax man, the hated man, the despised man. Jesus seeks out the, the weirdos that climb up in trees to get a look at, at him passing by. This, this is what he does. And you know what? I re, that's really convicting news for, for those of us, myself included, who have written off some people. I've written off some people. I'm a pastor, and, I'm, and, and my job is to share the gospel of Jesus, but I confess to you that I have written off some people because of the things they have done, their track record, and their history. That's really convicting news for those of us that have considered someone unsavable. Because that's exactly who Zacchaeus was. He was gone. He was not, he was, you know what, he, he had no, uh, you know, maybe he had social standing, whatever, but, but in the eyes of God, in, the, in, the, in regard to, to faith and following after God, he was not in the picture. Until Jesus said, I came to seek after you, Zacchaeus. I want to go to your house. I want to sit at your table. So it's really convicting to hear that. But I have to tell you there's a flip side to this. It's also kind of comforting news for, for those of us that could say, yeah, that I, I could be the one that, that the hand is raised about me. Because I, I was unsavable. I was written off. It's really good news for us weirdos. Because if he can do it for Zacchaeus, if he can do it for me, he can do it for anyone. And, and that is the extraordinary nature of this passage. That Jesus came to seek and save not the best of us, but the worst of us. Jesus came to seek out and save not, not the most popular, but the, the most despised. That Jesus came to seek and save those that, that, are, that are, have been written off by everybody except for him. And that's extraordinary. And, and for those of us that are followers of Jesus, there's the challenge. 
Can I love that way? Can I show, uh, can I show uh, compassion? Can I show forgiveness? Can I show mercy? Can I show um, just basic kindness to the person I've written off? Because Jesus came to seek and save those who've been written off. Zacchaeus came in contact with Jesus, not with religion, and his life was changed. Um, and the best part is that it just, it really doesn't matter what everyone else thought about Zacchaeus. It doesn't matter at all. It only matters what Jesus thought about him. And he wanted to be with him and be in his home and sit at his table. And here's the response of Zacchaeus. This is verse 6. I want to read it again because we just kind of went by it. This was the response of Zacchaeus when Jesus said, Hey, come down to that tree. I want to go to your house. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. And that's the response. Can you imagine being the despised one, the hated one, the, the social pariah, you know, the enemy of social media? And have Jesus say, I want to go to your house. The excitement and the joy that Zacchaeus felt. And so as followers of Jesus, hearing this passage today, God, I pray that we would be reminded of how we have been saved of the places that you have brought us out of, of the, of the time frame, of the, of the moments, of the, of the seasons in our life when, oh my goodness, if we have been despised, if we have been hated, maybe we despised ourselves. Lord, thank you for saving us from those times. And now, God, I pray that you would please forgive us for writing off the Zacchaeuses of our life. Lord, would you help us to show the, the, the love and the compassion that you showed? God, and I, don't, I, I know that there's details and there's backstory and there's so much that are involved of the people that, that we might be thinking about right now. And so, Lord, I pray for wisdom. You don't... You don't Ask any of us to, to put ourselves or anyone around us in, in situations and circumstances that would, that, would, that would hurt us. Lord, so give us wisdom. But, oh God, give us compassion. Lord, we, we thank you this morning that your son, Jesus Christ, came to seek and save us. And that includes those that we have written off. And it's in that name, that glorious name, that saving name, that compassionate name, that name that seeks out those who have been forgotten and ignored. It's in the name of Jesus. We pray all of this. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. 
If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends. Thank you.